Welcome to Dr. Freedom, where we give you the strategies, mindset, and tactics on how to elevate your practice and your life. I'm Dr. Sita Patel. I started my practice in a Starbucks over seven years ago, and I built it brick by brick to a multi-location practice with an aesthetic OR and a software company. I'm here to give you the secrets to unlock that time and freedom for you. All right, side gigs. So today we're gonna talk a little bit about, hey, with your MD degree or you being a practitioner or whichever degree that you have, what else can you do in terms of the time that you rebuild in your practice to say, what am I going to do with this? Are there side gigs that can help augment my salary? Are there things that, you know, are side gigs that augment my passion, my purpose and why uh, I do what I do, right? And so the actual pieces of the side gigs, right? There's a ton of them. There's some Facebook groups. There's all these type of avenues that you can say, what can I do uh, with my medical degree and how can I leverage it in terms of being paid in a certain way, shape or form uh, more per hour or more per impact, right? In terms of the each and every single thing that we do every day, what we wake up for, what we do once a week or how much we give back, right? Even if you think about, you know, some of the folks that donate to churches and missionary things or nonprofit things, you know, some people are giving like a set rate of like 10% back. Well, what if you could do that with your time and how would you do that? How could you achieve the actual goals of, you know, the actual time that you have in these side gigs and what are they, right? So the top three, you know, big side gigs that, you know, come to mind right off the top bat is number one is a consultant. Now, how do you become a consultant? What do you need to do? Are there steps involved? Or is it just about the people you know or get access to or you apply for? Well, first thing you start seeing, hey, what could I be a consultant for? And does this make me happy? Do I enjoy being a consultant, talking about these topics? And do I have a special, you know, niche knowledge about that topic that could be valuable to somebody else in terms of making decisions? Right. So there are a lot of consultants out there that are helping, you know, as a financial advisor on boots on the ground of saying, hey, what's actually happening in this health sector? What's happening in terms of aesthetics? What's happening in terms of med spas? What are the key game changers in terms of devices or products or things like that that we use in our practices that we found to work that somebody could leverage that knowledge in terms of either they're doing investments or product development in one way, shape or form? to actually get that part to actually meet meaningful research for them, right? And that's where consultancies, I mean, you can think about the McKinsey's of the world uh, as well. They hire all types of people with all these different backgrounds with their MD degrees to give them a different viewpoint, another angle to say, hey, what does it feel like for a family practice doc or a dermatologist or, you know, a an owner of a med spa to say, what do I see in terms of the patterns, the the different demographic changes? What are people, you know, buying in these practices? What are they doing with, you know, in terms of the seasonality or the trends that are happening, what is changing in each one of these environments to say, hey, this is what's coming and this is where I can see and forecast ahead of it, right? For example, right now, one of the big topics are weight loss, right? All these new medications have come out in terms of semiglutide, the terzepatide, and all these things have been pseudo-delayed and slowed down in terms of approvals. But then once they got approved, how do you use these? What 
what's changing in the marketplace? What is happening right now, this day and age, in terms of how is it affecting the demographics of things that people are buying downstream? Well, before, weight loss was difficult. You had to put a lot of work in, a lot of energy. Everyone's been waiting for the magic pill. It just how happens that a magic shot came out before the pill. Now, how they're able to use this in their in the actual marketing of you know what happens in a practice? Well, if people are losing weight by that process, some of these devices that do body contouring aren't going to be so sought after because if they can take a magic shot that costs significantly less than the body contouring procedures that we're offering or machines that we have in our offices, then it no longer fits the need, the want of what that is. And that's where that knowledge, that like nuance knowledge of exactly what's going on in the marketplace can help a consultant, being a consultant for those types of companies to make those decisions to say, do I actually invest in this company that's making these body contouring devices or do I not? Like, where do I, where do I see the puck going? Not where is it right now? And I think that's where we have this knowledge, right? We actually see patients. We actually see uh, a view of where medicine is going and where it has been, right? There haven't been so, like, we have so much access to knowledge right now, and it is changing at a rapid pace. With that rapid pace, the medications are changing. The actual implementation of the medication, who's delivering this model? I mean, think about in terms of aesthetics, right? Med spas were... We're not growing at the pace they, they are right now because there some a lot of these med spots just need a medical director in some of these states. Other ones need them to be uh, an NP or a PA or with a certain medical degree. But most of these states are not requiring much in terms of opening up these shops and just getting a medical director. Now everyone's leasing their licenses to be a medical director for these uh, non-invasive procedures and that's how the entire marketplace has changed. Now, knowing that, like, that is how that data can affect what's, what people are actually going to invest in. Are they going to invest in the med spa growth in terms of whether they're going to invest in a med spa themselves or in the products that serve a med spa? And these are like the nuanced pieces that you, being a consultant, can definitely give back uh, in this vital piece of knowledge out to anyone that's investing right now to say, hey, where's the puck moving? Right. So that's one piece of saying, okay, the consultancy is a massive market that you could actually, you know, make quite a bit more per hour than your possible regular job as a physician by the knowledge that you have and the application of that knowledge. So that's number one. All right, let's get to it. What does AdVital do for your aesthetic practice or med spa? Our current clients are making an extra sixty to sixty-five thousand dollars to their bottom line every month, month over month, because they're able to nurture their current patient base and also amplify their qualified leads. Now reach out to AdVital to learn more. Number two, right? And so number two is affiliate products. So there's a ton of affiliate products out there that you can promote, right? Things that you use on a common day, use your brand, your social media presence, your YouTube channel, whatever it may be to actually give it legitimate weight on what that product could be, especially if you believe in it. And I'd only recommend promoting things that you believe in, not ones that pay you the most or any of this other stuff, because it's not really providing authentic value. Authentic value is crucial in terms of what you're doing in terms of affiliates, in terms of products, or things like that that you are wanting to promote out there. 
Now, number three. Number three is that you could, you know, also do peer reviews, right? So some some physicians do peer reviews in their same specialty for other doctors to get insurance approvals, right? This helps on twofold. One, it's getting the right people and the right patients approved for the right things. Number two is actually being seen, being able to see what's happening on the other side of the curtain for the insurance game that is out there. Right. In terms of the process, the the hoops that we have to jump through in terms of providers to say these are the things that we are looking at that may change over time. And they only change because we have inside knowledge on what they're actually, you know, making these decisions based on whether it is really medical need or are they delay tactics? Are there other things that are involved in what that process of insurance is doing? And that's you know, crucial to pay attention to, right? So number four, number four is super popular right now in terms of real estate. So real estate investing is just, you know, definitely booming in terms of the physician uh, marketplace. And there's physicians on fire, right? Financial independence, any of this stuff. They're looking at real estate and Airbnbs. Airbnbs being more lucrative than long-term rentals in terms of the return of investment that you get month over month. And as long as you have the funds to invest, it's a steady product to invest in because you're, you know, increasing the property value over time, hopefully as you buy in the right location, as location, location, location is key to real estate investing, and then being able to have a return on investment month over month. And it's almost like a subscription model, right? In terms of these people are paying you uh, a rent for a property. The property is also increasing in value. Now you're significantly increasing your return on investment. And it's not that much that you have to do as long as you have the systems in place. The other good thing about real estate is even if you have long-term rentals, essentially it's just monthly recurring revenue. Now that monthly recurring revenue can do a lot of different things in terms of freeing up your time if you're constrained by money of why you're working so many hours or even just giving you the freedom to do things off your bucket list, right? To say, okay, well, if I buy this real estate property and I have a management company that's doing all these things, or if I put the process in place, you know, what else is really involved in all this stuff? Now, you do have to pay attention to the interest rates currently, but over time, the interest rates have waxed and waned. The amount of return that you get on real estate in terms of investment always usually overcomes the interest rates, as long as you buy in the right location and you have the right clientele and you've done your market research to say this is what the return could be on this type of property. Again, it will not account for any you know, changes in terms of you know, natural disasters or anything like that, but most of the time, you, it is a relatively safe investment in terms of a long-term rental or even now so more so of Airbnbs being extremely popular in the physician communities to say, these are things that are going to contain continue to earn me rental income. And then also, if you buy them in places you actually want to visit, now you can set up all these places that you can visit periodically throughout the year and essentially they're for free, right? So now you've incorporated almost a free travel component to what you're doing on top of it being a side gig. And it kind of can check off two buckets off that list to say, okay, this is actually, you know, a way and a shape to actually do these types of things. All right. Now, the the last one that I have for you 
is leveraging your brand to be a speaker or promoting, you know, the actual practice that you've perfected over a period of time. And being a national speaker, you definitely can earn quite a bit of extra income being a speaker and then starting any of these groups or Facebook groups or any of these arenas, even in your own masterminds or stuff of things that you want to give back in terms of things that are specialty specific, in terms of topics that you want to, to teach other people on. But mainly, it's getting that message out there. Now, if you think about it, that message itself multiplies itself, right? It's exponential because the people you're teaching are teaching other people that type of knowledge. Now, if you were to gain that knowledge at a younger age and stage, what would that have meant to you, right? And so not only are you giving back in terms of this being a side gig, getting remunerated for it, but then also being able to increase the amount of impact that you're doing while you're attending these conferences, giving back to your societies, giving back to other providers, uh, giving back to any any type of specialty that you want, or even starting a side business that you love, right? Whether it's developing a device for pets or device, you know, developing, you know, a billing company or any of these type of passions that you may have come along and you're like, well, what am I really waiting for? Right? Like, cause you can monetize it and you can also use the increased time that you actually have now regained in your practice to actually do something about it. Now, if you take those two things in conjunction, the value that you're providing, you know, your community and everyone else is enormous in terms of these these pieces. And it's about aligning that side gig with the actual meaning that you want to get out of it. It's not just money and it's not just time. It's actual the actual relationships that you're going to have along doing these processes. Some of these things you may fail at, but a lot of failure is good because you learn for the next iteration, the next thing that you do. These side gigs, there you have a safety net because you have your primary jobs, right? These side gigs, you can literally test and try all kinds of things to say this could be the, the the next thing that changes medicine. This could be the next thing that changes, you know, how our kids learn. This could be the next thing that changes how colleges are taught or how med schools are taught. So there's so many different avenues that you get to explore by just even opening your mind up to the possibility of the growth mindset to step into, hey, what other side gigs can I do? What other value do I bring? Because you are valuable right now, right here with what you know and what you have been through. The delayed gratification, all the training, all the other different pieces that you've accumulated over the years is valuable. Now, how do you get other people to see that value? How do you put yourself out there so that people are aware that you have these knowledge bases, things to talk about, things that you have to give back to the next generations, or even just each other, the same generation about a topic that you're passionate about. And that's where the transition can be made to fulfillment, right? To have a greater meaning of success in what you're doing. Not only these side gigs providing you income, but they may provide you happiness, right? In all the things that you wanted to do that now you're just gonna start doing. It's no more trying, it's literally the ability to do these activities because 
You've come in with intention to be more and use that time for something productive, not for something just to have more time of. It really doesn't mean anything unless you do something with it. And that's my message for you in terms of these side gigs. Do something that makes it mean something for you. Thanks for listening to Dr. Freedom Podcast. I hope you found some value in this podcast. And if you could hit the subscribe button and share with a friend if you found this content valuable.